After the COVID-19 pandemic turned an extra week of spring break into five months away, we're back. University of Maryland students have returned to our beloved College Park. But the fall 2020 semester isn't what anyone expected. Campus is quieter, classes are mostly online. Students are monitoring their health, social distancing, and getting mandatory COVID tests. And there's the ever-looming threat of a positive test and being sent into quarantine. Welcome back to Offbeat, a podcast by The Diamondback. In our first episode of the semester, we're bringing you stories and answers about quarantine and isolation housing, the good, the bad, and the boring. I'm your host, Anastasia Marks. We start our stories in the Graham Cracker, the area just east of Route 1, where many fraternities and sororities are housed. The only way I've been coping is counting down the days until I get out. Ali Godsey is a sophomore hearing and speech sciences major. She moved out of her sorority house on Knox Road and into isolation housing after contracting coronavirus. I wish I could tell you what it smells like, but um, <laughs> I have no sense of smells. After a massive storm earlier this month, Allie posted a video on TikTok about living in Leonardtown. Our other bathroom not only is flooded, but there is human feces coming out of the drain! That's a fully formed human turd and corn! Your TikTok looked awful. I am, I'm just so sorry you had to put up with that. Do you mind describing what quarantine housing was like during the flooding? Uh, so... We didn't really notice (laughs) until I went to go take a shower because obviously neither of us could smell. Um, So when the sewage started coming up, neither of us knew for like three hours. So we were just like breathing it in. And then we went to go use the bathroom. There was two inches of water. And then you walk a little further in and the sewage is coming up from the drains. Allie and her roommate were moved into a different unit in Leonardtown in a few hours. But the isolation was long, and she found herself struggling to fill the time. I would say this experience has taken such a toll on just, like, my mental health. Just, like, being alone all day and being absorbed in work all day and, like, having nowhere to go, you know? And, like, it's also hard not being able to do anything for yourself. And even without being in isolation, it's hard to do schoolwork while sick. Like, COVID brain is real. Like, they talk about it. It's just so much harder. It takes four times the time to do an assignment just because, like, you can't focus on it for that long. But how does quarantine work? How do students end up there? How do they get basic things they need? Food, trash disposal, social interaction. 20 minutes away on the north side of campus at Cumberland Hall, students moving into quarantine face the same problems. About half a floor's worth of students was sent into quarantine housing at the beginning of September. The weirdest thing was just like my eyes were always hurting, which is very odd to me, but... Your eyes? My eyes. It was weird. I I don't know why. Like, if I moved them too fast, like, just like looking in one direction, it was... It was a little odd. This is Zach Herman. He's a freshman here at UMD. He lives in a single in Cumberland. And after experiencing symptoms of coronavirus, like that pain in his eyes that he's talking about, he was self-isolating there for a while. Right, so um, at first I was going to isolate just in my dorm until I got my results after I was tested. 
I didn't have a roommate. It was really nothing to do but sit, do work, watch TV on my computer, just try and make the time go by. So I spent 24 hours indoors all the time. Until he was sent into isolation in Leonardtown, all the way across campus from where he lives. Zach finally got roommates, but he started running into different problems. How are you getting things like food delivered? Between 5 and 6 p.m. every day, they would bring us that night's dinner and then the next day's breakfast and lunch. There wasn't any choice in what we got. There was really, there was no interaction with the people that dropped it. They would knock on the door and leave. But after the little things get fixed, quarantine and isolation aren't necessarily scary or frustrating. The two weeks may just be dull. I'm Chris Jadida, and I was in quarantine housing for a long 14 days. Chris is a sophomore finance major. He lives in his fraternity house, Phi Delta Theta. After another resident of his house tested positive, members of his fraternity were all tested. Chris and others that were positive had to move from their house, which he wasn't expecting. We thought we'd be able to quarantine just in our own house and like just kind of take it upon ourselves to do the right thing. I didn't realize how in the corner Leonardtown is. It's like very off campus, far from a lot of places. Um, and my room, it, it looked like a bigger freshman dorm room, really. Chris was asymptomatic, so he didn't have to worry about feeling sick on top of being in isolation. And he was still on his house's dining plan, so food was a lot easier to arrange so long as people could take it to him. But that doesn't change the fact that quarantine can be really boring. It was definitely isolating, a really, really isolating feeling. But we we managed because you you find your outdoor time and it was honestly pretty good for the start of classes because it was very easy to concentrate i had nothing else to do except for schoolwork so do you have any recommendations anyone who's going into quarantine housing of things they should do tips tricks whatever yeah uh try to try to get into a schedule it's easy like if you're not going out and doing things to kind of just uh like like sit around all day and not do much and get very bored. One of the big complaints some people had in quarantine was a lack of communication with the university. We, for a while, didn't really know how to check out of Leonardtown when it was our time to leave, or if we didn't really know if it was our time to leave. Because um, there was always, there was always like a long chain of command. Allie had the same issue, trying to leave her first apartment. You know, the one that flooded. And so I feel like the way the University of Maryland works, there's always, you call a number, and then they give you a number to call, and then there's a number that they give you to call. So it just took forever to, like, actually find someone to help us get out of that situation, which was, like, a situation we desperately needed to get out of. Even when you know what's coming, ending up in quarantine or isolation is still confusing. When exactly do students go into quarantine or isolation? How long do students have to stay there? What happens if they run out of quarantine beds? And how many beds even are there? One of our reporters, Sahana Jayaraman, reached out to a university spokesperson to answer some of your questions. First, it's important to understand the difference between quarantine and isolation. 
Quarantine housing is for students who have potentially been exposed to the virus. Though these students may not have symptoms or ever get them, they have to be in quarantine for at least 14 days after they were exposed. On the other hand, isolation housing is for students who have tested positive for the virus. They have to stay in isolation for at least 10 days after their positive test or when they first saw symptoms. But what if students still feel sick after those 10 days of isolation? Well, the university says that it's prepared to accommodate those who still have symptoms, even after the isolation period. Anyone showing symptoms after 10 days won't be able to check out of isolation housing until they're cleared by University Health Center staff. And what happens if we run out of quarantine and isolation beds? UMD is prepping more space, just in case. Three empty dorms on campus, Caroline, Wicomico, and Carroll Halls, may be used as quarantine and isolation housing in the future, if needed. But this doesn't answer the original question. How many quarantine and isolation beds does the university have for its students? As of Monday, September 28th, the university has 162 units available for quarantine and isolation housing, but we're not sure how many residents each unit can house. About 64% of the available on-campus quarantine and isolation housing units were occupied. The university's COVID-19 dashboard says more rooms will open up as they're readied for use. Hopefully we've cleared a few things up for you. Stay safe, Terps. As always, if you have a question you want us to answer in a future episode, tweet us. We're at DBK Offbeat. You can read all about UMD's handling of coronavirus and see our COVID dashboard, which is updated daily on our website, dbknews.com. This episode was created by Kimmy Fleming, Rosa Pio, Sahana Jayaraman, Jonathan Tercasio, Clara Longo de Freitas, and myself, Anastasia Marks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Offbeat. We'll talk to you soon.